I was almost like, oh wow, I forgot to watch the movie, and then remembered that I wasn't that I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of funny. I think this is your uh, first time not watching the movie, is that right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Jake <laughs> is in constant subjectification of watching <laughs> these movies. Yeah, I have to watch so many movies. It's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> I went through a period where like, I wasn't watching a ton of movies, and then we started doing this podcast regularly, and I was like, well, fuck. My letterbox is going crazy right now. Alright. Hello, and welcome back to Bottom of the Barrel, the show where we trudge through the absolute filth that is the bottom of cinema. My name is Gabe. I'm Katie. And I'm Jake. Welcome back to the show, guys. Hey, what's up? Glad to be here. How's everyone doing? My mouth is full of cauliflower. Why'd you pause? <laughs> why, why, why was there a pause? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Valid. It's cauliflower. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Always trust in cauliflower. Jake, you were saying something? A lot came in your desolate room. Oh, wait. What, Jake, Jake was saying something? I don't remember, actually. I was just... <laughs> I just took my medication. My mind's not here fully. <laughs> Jake's just... <laughs> Jake, before each episode, takes about 500 milligrams of edibles and tries to make his way through. This is about got... to be a fun episode, guys. Yeah, I just got hit with horse tranquilizers, so I'm good. <laughs> Jake got shot the leg with a dart before this episode started recording. Um, that's funny. Um... Yeah, we're sweltering. Um, it's pretty hot in here. We're hot boxing this bitch. Yes, there is a um a heat advisory for Seattle right now, and uh um for those who don't know, our apartment complex does not have central AC, so we're 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 sweating. Yeah, I'm actually excited to go to work tomorrow because I'll be in air conditioning. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we'll uh, jump right in. Uh, we're Today, we're taking a look at the 1985 film, Once Bitten, starring a very young Jim Carrey. Oh, really? I didn't know this was a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, this was a request from Mother, since her birthday is next week. Um, because of how our content set up, uh, this episode could, could have came out last next week. But because we had a discussion episode last week, we're going to have a bad movie this week, so it's... A bit of an early birthday present, I guess. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she asked us to take a look at this um interesting movie uh, directed by Howard Storm, who you might know from four episodes of Canon and Kel, the 1979 movie Bananas, or Valentine's Day. He's also he's a contributing director for Mork and Mindy, so very prolific in the eighties. Interesting. Um, for those that don't know, this will be my first time not watching the movie. Um, I have not seen this film, so Jake and Gabe will be explaining it to me. So I'm very excited because normally it's normally I'm the one 
I'm one of the people doing the, the explaining, so I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah, um, we're in new territory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, doing a little bit of a different vibe, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, but we are taking a look at uh, this interesting little movie um, made on a three point two million dollar budget. Oh my! This this movie feels very different from other ones that I've like that I've done for the show. Yeah, it, it feels very different. In a, like, it, it's it's interesting. It's it feels very much like my mom's a werewolf. Um, in that like it's a it's a mid eighties low budget uh transforming into a monster kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen like as a kid uh, growing up like watching or not watching um but like looking through Amazon Prime and all of the various titles. Um I've seen this poster a lot. Really? Um, so like I've always known about the movie but I've never fully watched it and it's more obscure than I guess I realized. Um Am I allowed to go look up this poster because I am curious? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to go look it up because because I, I would like and to I, see yeah, I originally thought this was a werewolf uh, movie, but it's Is it not. a vampire movie? It's a vampire movie. And you can't... I, look, I looked up trying to find it on Blu-ray. You can only find it in a double feature Blu-ray with... Uh, fuck, I forgot the other movies, uh, what the other movie is called. Um, My First Bite or something like that. Interesting. Um, Which poster are you referring to? Love at First Bite, I'm sorry. Um, it's, jeez. um, let me look up, because I want to have to, like, it's not the one where it's just, uh, Jim Carrey and Karen, uh, Copens. Mm-hmm. The one that I saw most prevalently is the one where it's four of them, and it's Jim Carrey in the middle, and, um, the Countess has her arm around... Jim oh, Carrey. it's the uh, purple one. Yeah, the yeah. purple one. I've seen. Yeah. The, I've seen okay. this cover a million different times. Okay, I think and I'm looking at the right one then. Oh, one spin is also a book, apparently. Oh, really? <laughs> I kept thinking that it. <sighs> yeah, no, I lost my train of thought. Um, but this is a. It's an interesting movie. A lot of people, uh credit it as Jim Carrey's first movie, and it's close, but it's not. Hmm. Um, this was, it was a cu- it was a few movies after his first, I guess, like, tech, like technicality is first. Um, but this is the movie that kind of put his name um, to, like, studios and stuff, and people started to recognize him, because the movie he made after this was Peggy Sue Got Married, which was, like, an Oscar-nominated movie, and that really got his name out there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, um, it made ten million dollars from its three point two million budget. Um, so, is this which... the highest budgeting highest budgeting film that we've done for this show? I mm, no, wasn't Jack Frost like a hundred million or something like that? I think I made a mistake on Jack Frost because I think I was looking up the wrong one. This is saying um, thirty million. Yeah, I think I believe that one. Um, I think it must it must be thirty million. Yeah, I would say this is probably the second highest budget that we've done. Okay. 
at least that I can think of. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of all like all the movies that we've done. Um, I think even my mom's a were oh my mom's a werewolf might be a, a higher budget, but regardless, it's it's higher up on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie also stars uh Cleavon Little, who was Bart in Blazing Saddles, um, which is kind of wild to see him um play a play a, a gay chauffeur. Which for a moment, for a moment, I thought this movie was going to be progressive because there's a it's it's supposed to be a horror comedy, and mm. uh, there's a, there's a bit that you do a couple times where um, Countess, who is um, played by uh, Karen Hut or not Karen Hutton, um, Lauren Hutton, uh, oh. which uh, the Countess role originally, fun fact, was uh, supposed to be played by Cassandra Peterson, aka Elvira. Oh really? That's interesting. Yeah. The the role was written for her, but I guess scheduling conflicts because this is 18, 1985, and I think this is when, like the 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 first of those movies came out. Yeah, her Elvira movies. Um, well, this sounds like we're actually going to have like a fun discussion about it. About it you know what? Um, I didn't instead hate of bashing it. it. Yeah, I didn't hate this one completely. Like it's it has like it actually has some funny jokes in it. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I there was a, quite a few laugh out loud moments. Um, the fact that Jim Carrey drives an ice cream truck is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's like that's his mode of transportation. He does not have a car; it's just an ice cream truck that he has a job through. So that's it's not like he actually funny. Yeah, like he actually sells ice cream and then actually drives it as a daily. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, I did. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Um, it's definitely of its time, mm-hmm. um, which I think is probably its biggest downfall and positive because it is unabashedly eighties. Hmm. Yeah, there's there is one thing in this movie that I find really funny that they keep mentioning, and it's um, it's the fact that there are no male versions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jim Carrey being the only male virgin around. Oh, I see. Well, um, his two friends are, I would assume, anyway. Yeah, like, the only three 18-year-old men who are virgins. Which, them being 18 did not come clear until way later in the movie, which I find vaguely concerning. It's they they handle it very weirdly with like telling us about the age because they do not tell us they're eighteen until after they've been to a bar and have had sex with people. Oh, I mean they didn't have sex, but they tried well, to. No, but like it's so. I guess uh, the whole the plot of this movie is that um, the countess, who is a very old or not very old, she's four hundred years old. She's a vampire, um, and she needs the the blood of a virgin three times before Halloween to stay young. And she said, <laughs> there's a line where she goes, uh, you know, being a, be, uh, being a vampire in the 20th century is a nightmare um, because there's no, you know, male virgins because she's a, in this lore, I don't know if it's canon and, you know, um, other vampire lore, but uh, the female vampires have to feed off of male victims. Um, and she's like, yeah, uh, male virgins are getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, like the opening scene is like um during the cr- opening credits, it has um the butler Sebastian. He just like with tango music behind him, he's preparing like um a flower and a drink of blood, 
And he passes by a nude photo of the Countess. Like, a painting. Yeah, I do not understand how this movie is PG-13. There is so much <laughs> simul simulated sex and nudity. It's absurd. Like, I understand they just figured out what PG-13 can be. Um, but it's it's wild. Because it's... I for, From what I understand, was mostly marketed towards younger teens. Because it's like a teen comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's wild. There's a moment. <laughs> so uh, we get our yeah we get our opening scene and we get introduced to Sebastian the the butler and we get kind of the exposition on the countess. Um, and we cut to uh Jim Carrey who plays Mark and um Karen Copen who plays Robin. They are they're in his ice cream truck at a drive through theater. Um. And uh, they're like, he's kind of, he's not pressuring her, but he's like, come on, you know, they don't do it, but um, he like yeah, walks like, away. Like, she's constantly like, um, no, I'm not ready. I don't want to do this. And like, yeah. and we get multiple shots of the cars around them and every single car around them has people having sex in them. Dude, there's this one guy. I don't know if he's, he's got a fucking hog or what, but he is thrusting so high up in the air. Like in the back seat of a car, and his ass is like going. I would say at least twelve inches up. And Jesus down. Christ! I'm like, man, this guy's got pipe. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it's like ups. It's like comp. It's it's like play for comedic effect. It's very funny. Um, yeah, like because he's out in the parking lot. Like he gets out of the car, and like he's crying because he just looks around and sees everyone else is getting some, and he isn't. Movie's yeah. <laughs> very horny. Let me tell you. Yeah, like, and then we're introduced to his friends, where he goes to their their burger place, like <laughs> the yeah, the Burger Shack. Okay, where they're constantly burning burgers and having fires go off, and and they're just complaining about how women just don't want to have sex, and how all three of them can't get it, and it's really sad. And it's, it's <laughs> earlier. Yeah, sorry. Um, there's earlier. There's a bit where uh, they're like, in, they're still in the ice cream truck, and he's like, he's like, you know, asking for sex. And then Joey from Friday the Thirteenth Part Five knocks on the door, and he's like, "Can I have a creamsicle?" Um, oh god! Like, Jim Carrey's just like, "Fuck off, man!" And he walks off, which I thought it was just wild because I've never seen that man outside of Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Um, but yeah, um, this. We proceed to get a a three minute long. Now, here's what I love about eighties movies is that um, the theme songs that they would make for the movies themselves always gas. Flash dance, <laughs> please. This uh, <laughs> we we get a three minute um, like montage of Jim Carrey and his two friends driving through like Hollywood. Uh, looking for this, I don't know, burlesque bar or whatever. Um, and we get a three minute montage of the once bitten theme song, and it is glorious. It plays multiple times throughout the movie. It does. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good song, actually. It's fun. It is. All of the music in this movie is fire. Yeah. Like... Especially the, like, the song that they play at the, the uh, dance off towards the middle. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, the like uh he's mine or something like that. It's I wrote down the the name of it. 
later, but yeah, it's gas. Honestly, this movie has some like it has some bisexual vibes in it. It does, but it, like, <laughs> it's really homophobic towards <laughs> Yes. I mean, we're we there's uh so um the countess is at this bar that they finally get to and she lures Jim Carrey back to her place. Um because he's like, "Oh, I just need to go have sex once and I'll be fine and I won't have to pressure Robin into it." Um and so she, you know, preys on him basically. Um it's yeah. it's later when I say later, I mean like the last 30 minutes perhaps. It's said that he's like it's officially said that he's 18. Um, but right now we're just assuming that they're like high schoolers with fake IDs. It's yeah. not really clear on age. Yeah, she asks him his age and he says, Oh, 21, but people say I look like I'm 18. Because like she mentions that, oh, I'm actually I'm 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 older than people than you might think. Yeah, it's just it's it's a little creepy there for a bit. Um and then yeah. she lures she lures him back to her place and she well, she bites his buttons. That's a very <laughs> I wanna mention what else happens at the bar because there's a bit <laughs> that happens. Oh gosh. Like it's 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 um what they do is you set at a table and there's a phone and you can call the other tables to try and meet people. Mm-hmm. And um they get a call and one of the guys goes over to another table. And um, the person they sit across is put in credits as Man in Drag. Yeah, it's... Okay. I mean, it's, it's, another, it's another bit of, oh, it's a... You know, they look like a woman, but it's a man kind of bit. Yeah, and it's, it's just a gross one that they do, and it's bad. And then they get another call where they sit with two older women. And um, one of the older women's husbands come in. And he starts yelling, accusing, and he pulls out a gun. Oh, God. And um, so everyone is <laughs> running. And just, He's got a gun! Yeah, like, everyone's running. Some people are like, oh, no, this happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, two people are just still making out while everyone else is just running out of the place. And this is one of the... Like, this is when the Countess gets uh, Jim Carrey to follow her, because, like, hey, we don't want to be caught by the police, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty... Um, yeah, because, and that's the reason he goes with her, is because it's like, well, I'm underage and in a bar, so I could get arrested for this. And it's either that, or just go with this woman that I would want to have sex with, probably. Um, so he goes with her, they get back to her castle, and she starts like making out trying to make out with him but he's doing the like nervous virgin thing. He starts yeah, talking he about look- his, He starts talking about his mom. Oh jeez. Like there's also a moment where he looks at the nude like the nude painting of the countess and like he reaches his hand out to touch her chest. Uh, the painting. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, yeah, it's like painful virgin, you know. This like, sounds I mean, really painful to watch. I'm not going to lie. It is. It is. It goes. It constantly goes into how young and naive he is. Yeah. And like, cause like, he asks her if she's a prostitute, and when she says, "I'm whatever you want me to be," he's like, "Oh, good, cause I only have five dollars in my pocket." <laughs> oh come on. So it's so <laughs> weird, and 
And then yeah. the Countess goes to her room to freshen up. And um, she gets help with Sebast- by Sebastian, where he- she makes the joke of, Sebastian, come out of the closet. And he, ma- he, re- he says, oh, I came out of the closet decades ago. It's good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like- yeah, I like Countess and Sebastian. They're fun as a pair. Yeah, they're. Uh, I, I would want a movie just more focused on them. And really, honestly, um, I came to the realization that this movie could have... This movie is in dire need of a remake because I think there's a lot here that could make a really funny and really clever movie. Um, and I think the way you could do it is um, make it a story about this Countess um, coming to terms with aging and not relying on having to make herself look young to appreciate her beauty. And I think that would be kind of an interesting... Uh, a more interesting story than just oh it's a uh, it's a horny teen comedy which I mean this is the 80s so that's what they were pumping out at that point yeah sure. the, the message in this movie is there is a message otherwise you'll turn into a vampire honestly no um there is some there is a little bit more to it than that I think where it's like um and I'll probably talk about that more when we talk about when we get later into the movie I mean we can talk about it now we don't have to like go linear linear Linear, linearly, linearly, linearly. Yeah, um, because like um, one thing that does happen is that um, like after the countess bites him, which she has to bite his thigh, like his inner thigh. She has to like go down on him, and it looks like she's going down on him, but then she just bites him. Yeah, and like um, like before that. She makes sure he drinks some alcohol, so he's drunk, and um, and once he's bit, he passes out, and he doesn't know what happened, and he like, and afterwards, he actually regrets it. He feels bad. He like, he doesn't yeah. understand what happened. He he hated that he did it. He's like, I, I regret this. It was a bad decision. Which I feel like is refreshing like, because a lo- I think a a lesser movie would have. Uh, played up the fact that he's now had sex and that he's this cool like kind of how they do in, I think this is what they do in super bad where they're like oh I finally had sex now I'm cool kind of thing true yeah yeah um but yeah uh like you were saying it's they go the route of he really regrets it and it was just kind of a one time thing and that he really is um he really does want to be with Robin um, yeah and like um and like the friends are like, oh man, you totally did it, you totally did it. And he's just annoyed at their questions, like, I don't know what happened. I was drunk. I I did not like that. I do I don't even know I don't even remember anything. Yeah. And, and it's like Yeah. It's just a dumb kid being a dumb kid. Yeah, making a very big mistake though. Yeah, I mean, granted, I, I highly doubt he knew she was a vampire at the time, but I mean, yeah, it was not Going home with a random woman. Yeah, which I mean, again. The movie try. Uh, the movie gives reason as to why he has to do that because it's either get arrested or just go with this random woman. And again, him being a kid, just like, well, I mean, I'll just go with this woman. Yeah, it, it definitely does play into the fact that he's making a dumb mistake, and he's he's young and naive and doesn't know how it's a dumb mistake. It was mm-hmm. also the eighties, so everyone went with everybody. True. Yeah. They're like, you're you're an authority figure. I'm just gonna <laughs> get in your car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, there's a there's a bit that uh, 
<laughs> um, whenever she's trying to seduce Jim Carrey, um, she goes, I love intelligent men. And then he goes, yeah, I guess they're okay. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty good. Um, so she has this like, uh, like league, but she has this kind of like gang of vampires that are her uh, servants, kind of, sort of. Yeah, people uh, that she's turned over the decades. Yeah. One of these vampires has two Confederate flags in his coffin. Oh, yeah. I think that's supposed to remember. Like, there's like a bunch of like weird aspects to it. Like there's a pirate vampire. There's a, a Confederate soldier vampire. There's a um, hippie vampire. Oh, okay. I didn't it's, get the fact that he was supposed to be like a Confederate soldier. That makes more sense. But like, whoa. It's so weird. It just I, just randomly seeing the Confederate flag in a coffin was just bizarre to me. Yeah, it's the most obvious of like they show that coffin more than any of the other like of the goons that she has. Yeah. It's it's very weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's on display. It's not like it's in the background. Um, there's so Jim. Yeah, um, after he's bitten, he like slowly. Uh, deforms into a and the, the deform but like he starts acting weird and slash turning into a vampire there is so the next day he goes to school and he's getting lunch in the lunch line and he asks for the raw meat um for his burger there the person standing next to him i swear looks exactly like barb from stranger things season one hmm. like it's bizarre it's almost like the the duffer brothers saw this movie saw that small character and was like let's make that a person because it i mean hairstyle glasses face shape it's it was kind of scary um but uh yeah we we get uh the term magoombas for uh titties what okay is interesting so i think i'm gonna start using that now okay yeah it's, it's. I guess the, the, I have that to look forward to now. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Mark's friends—they—they they are very weird, and they just say a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, it's like you're at a mammogram, and they're just like, "All right, I want to take a look at your magoombas." Um. Yeah, Robin finds out that he went out, uh, went home with a woman, and he tries to explain that nothing really happened. Um, she gives him his class ring back, which or promise ring, or I would assume it's like a class ring, because um, they apparently they apparently been together for four years. So I mean, oh. they have a, a long, long loving relationship. So they, um, she gives it back, and uh, she's like, what? "He's like, what am I supposed to do with this?" And she's like, "Use your imagination." Um, there's we get an interaction between Mark and his dad. And this conversation this is, so weird. is so stilted, it feels like they've met each other for the first time before filming this. It's bizarre. It, it, the, the pacing of it, like, the, the, the words said, too, it just feels like it's... Like, it's so it, weird. It, like, like he, it feels like a stranger just walked into his home and he's, like, trying to interact <laughs> with him. Exactly, like, these two, the way these two interact is if they've never met each other, and it's quite odd. Um, 
So, <laughs> uh, before this scene happens, Jim Carrey's like sleeping in the trunk in the front of his bed. It's pretty funny. Um, there's a fantasy sequence where Jim Carrey is like um, schmoozing it up with uh, the Countess. She starts like rubbing her foot on his on his weenus. Um, oh, and I'm just saying. Jim Carrey's in a suit in this scene, and he's smoking a cigarette. He looks good. This is like early Jim Carrey, so he can get it. <laughs> Let me Thanks. tell you. We were all, we were all wondering. Sorry. How does Jim Carrey rate in your attractiveness scale? Yeah, if we're talking about young Jim Carrey, it's up there. Okay, well, we'll put that on the chart. Okay. <laughs> what charts? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Book of people's interests. Yeah, like, uh, oh, I, I do want to go back to a bit on like, um, Robin figuring about about like Mark going off with some random woman, mm-hmm. where it's like, um, he makes like, he's like, well, actually, like, later on, whenever they talk more about it, and um, he's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a teenager, I'm going to make mistakes. This is how thing, this is how teenagers are. Mm. And and she was like, well, I feel like you did it because I didn't want to have sex with you. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's your job to do that. Tell it like it's your job for teenage boys to want to have sex and for teenage girls to say no, put it off and and just work things out. And it's it's a weird discussion because it feels very much of the time. Yeah, and I think that's like the per- it's the perfect way to describe this entire movie is that it's very of its time. There's there's a good movie in here somewhere and it's it's not terrible. It's just because it's of its time, it doesn't it it like falls short of being a classic or like a really good movie. Um because of its uh, later homophobia because um he gets yeah, because Jim Carrey gets bit in his thigh. So um, Robin, she later finds out that he's a vampire because they're at this like Halloween dance. Um, and he's like slowly turning into a vampire. So it just he looks like he's in a costume. Um, so he and Robin go to this dance. They're in a mirror at one point and he just disappears from it. And so she's like, fuck, you're a vampire. Um, so she sends Russ and Jamie, who are his two friends. Uh, she sends them to like find this thigh bite and to make sh- like to see if he really was bitten um to which we lead to the um shower scene where um Russ and Jamie are like they they're trying to like look over and Jamie gets something in his eye and Russ like comes up behind Jim Carrey while they're showering like grabs him he's like take a look so uh Jamie's trying to look see, look for this bite and then someone some dickhead in the background just yells up yells the the gay slur at them and when i say yells it's at the top of his lungs and it's multiple times oh and like everyone runs out and um (laughs) jim carrey goes up to them the next day he's like hey uh what was all that about and then they were like we got we had to see if you were bitten and he goes well why didn't you just ask me and they're like fuck yeah, because they're crying about how everyone thinks they're gay, and like one of them's like, <laughs> "No, no, 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 it can't be," and like the other one's like, "Everyone's gonna think it now. We better, we might as well just move in together." And it's just like, like <laughs> he like starts planning this life with Russ. <laughs> it's pretty funny. 
Um, he's like, I guess we're just going to move in together and like maybe adopt kids. Um, I don't know, you know, or maybe we're actually happy together. Who knows? Um, he like starts getting into the. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, like, it's pretty and good. like another thing I want to mention about the the school dance scene is um, which is gas, by the way. It is great, actually, because like um, uh, Mark and Robin they start dancing, but then the Countess uh, slides in and starts dancing with Mark. Yeah. So. It's this very like dramatic sort of dance, like like three person dance where like the Countess and Robin dance together, mm-hmm. and like the three of them dance like at the same time with like this yeah. song playing, and it's it's actually really fun. The song is called "Hands Off," by the way, and it goes fucking hard. It is really good. Um, like if there's any scene you should watch from this movie, it's probably this scene. Yeah, and I would assume this is like the scene that people think of when they hear "One's Bitten." I'm not really sure. Anything to add, Katie? Or no, I'm just I'm just enjoying listening for once instead of instead of trying to explain a train wreck of a movie. I'm <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. I like how we choose the one episode where it's a decent movie for you not to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm good with it. Um. This actually, so far, I don't want to give away my my opinion for the end, but sure. so far, uh, sounds like something I might be actually be interested in watching on my own time. Yeah, it's a good hell. I would say it's a good movie to watch around Halloween because it's very. It's got that like eighty spooky vibe. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the, this this dance off sequence is just is just great. Yeah, I wanted to mention that like before we get into like the. Big climax of the movie. Um, horny people can take the climax and just run with it, I guess. But um, yeah, it, like this movie is pretty much all about sex. It's it, that's what the main theme is, and how about how people deal with sex and what sexual attraction is, and like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a mid eighties comedy. It's kind of like along the lines of like Revenge of the Nerds. Kind of, it's just. Like virgins being obsessed with sex, um, again, like referencing Superbad, which is takes inspiration from movies like Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's again of its time, but this movie really needs to be remade. It's just there's again, and I've probably I've said this a few times, but uh, it's there's substance here. It's funny, uh, for one. I mean, it's Jim Carrey. It's gonna be funny. Um, yeah. Like, like, um, the thing is, um, after the dance thing, like, um, Mark and Robin have this conversation where it's like, um, Robin's talking about how, like, yeah, I also think about sex, and I also want to have sex, but I want to wait for the right time. I don't want to just rush into it. I want to make sure it's special, and, like, I want to do it with someone I actually care about, and yeah. for reasons I like, and it's, it's actually, like, somewhat mature in how it talks about it. Mm-hmm. It is, and the and whenever we whenever those two interact you can tell that it's like they do care about each other and that it feels like they've been together for a long time um and that's it, it's not just some like you know oh well they there's like very little chemistry there and they haven't been together for a long time them sent them um, stating that they've been together for for a few years really, I think, helps that relationship and helps that maturity. Yeah, and so 
Next, uh, Sebastian kidnaps uh, Robin. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and um, she kind of just gets in the car. Yeah, he, like Robin explains that, like, um, like he said, "Hey, I need you for something," so I got in the limo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever uh, Jim Carrey and uh, Russ and uh, Jamie like break into the castle or whatever to free Robin, <laughs> Jim Carrey goes. He just told you to get in the car. Like he just told you he needed something. And she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty good. It's like, yeah, it's like not kidnapping. She just, <laughs> she just gets in the car. Um, I mean, Sebastian's nice. Yeah, I would, I would, I would yeah. probably love Sebastian. Um, yeah. So like then the vampire goons all start chasing them and grab them. And they're taken to this ritual thing it's, yeah it's kind of like a um ah oh, fuck i forgot what the, the term is but like whenever you had a church and it's not a it's not a podium it's a there's a there's a term for it and i forget what it's called anyway it looks i was gonna like, call it a bdsm sort of device oh okay well the device itself sure um but like yeah they're kind of on this like sort of stage ish um and yeah, it's kind of it's like a it's it's a slab of sorts, but it's it's in the shape of a person. Okay, it's this thing that that Mark's put into and is sat into, and um, is strapped into, and then pulling a thing makes his legs go apart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, she just like spreads them open. Damn. Yeah, so okay. So that she can bite his thigh, and um, th- this is when another one of my favorite jokes happens because um, Robin gets her like necklace cross and is like trying to hold it at them to fight them off, and the Countess is just like, "Oh, that only happens in the movies," and I'm an atheist. <laughs> Damn, that's good. Yeah, so like then Jamie and Russ just get like fire and fights them off, and the Countess is like, "Oh no, fire! That works. Yeah, that works." <laughs> Yeah, back like, oh, now fire on the other hand. Um, but uh, yeah, she like um, puts Jim Carrey in this trance um, because vampires can do that. They can hypnotize people. Um, yeah, you didn't learn that from Transylvania? I, I've never been to Transylvania. The movie? The movie Transylvania? Yeah. Oh, Hotel, Hotel Transylvania. Transylvania? Oh, okay. Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. I was like, Transylvania? Isn't that an anime? Hotel what? Transylvania. I know that anime is called something different, but it's... it's Castlevania. Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, Castlevania. Yeah. After the video game. I've, I've, watched, I've watched a couple episodes. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Do you, have, you, have you seen uh, Castlevania, Jake? Um, no, I haven't yet. I've seen, like, clips of it, and it looks good, but I haven't watched it fully. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've seen just a couple episodes. Pretty good, though. Um, um, but, yeah, um, but yes, Hotel Transylvania did teach me that vampires can okay. hypnotize people. Yeah, <laughs> but, so... But they can't do it if they have contacts on. Yeah, so right. Mark, Mark is in, in in this trance, and the way Robin breaks him out of it is like, <laughs> "Hey, it's me, your girlfriend. You like, you love me." And then she's like, "I'm the girl that you've been trying to get in the pants of for four years." And then he wakes up. He goes, "Robin, <laughs> damn, pretty good." Um, it, it's like, it's 
it's gross, but like, I don't know. It's 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 funny and in somewhat decent taste. I think it's also making fun of teenage boys in a way of like, it, oh, horny teenage boys. It's also making fun of them in a way. It is. It's not like it's not. Um, it doesn't set up these boys to be uh, great people or intelligent people. Um, it it does. It is a parody of how boys were slash still are um just like constantly wanting sex and 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 the comedy comes from them being dumb hornballs yeah and like robin's portrayed as being very smart and mostly in the right for like all the movie robin yeah robin's right the entire time um Mm -hmm. and and it's also interesting how um the main bad guy is a a woman preying on young men because usually it's the opposite it's it's an older yeah. man preying on young women, and it's like that's the trope. It's about, but like yeah. in this one, they actually kind of switch it up a bit. Yeah, and it's not like, and it doesn't say that like, oh, well, women are just as bad as men. It just it sets up that kind of situation, um, and then it reveals how dumb boys are. Yeah, uh, which is I like that. That's unique. Yeah, and again, this movie, this movie, that's theme especially could be much more fleshed out in a remake uh, yeah that would uh yeah i again just would really love to see this movie remade because i think there's a lot here and that they because of the time they weren't fully able to do but were, like they were, they were getting there yeah it's like there's like a good amount of like actual like commentary that like there's, you could you could take this and run with it if you like had more time to properly like make something that you want to like have a like a more fleshed out message for yeah um yeah so um we, like we get like a scooby-doo-esque scene where everyone's running through this house wait i want to mention one of my favorite lines okay um so the countess is shocked that robin was able to break mark out of the trance and Robin's like, oh, it's because you're evil and bad and wrong, and I'm sweet and innocent, and he wants me, so fuck off! It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Robin's a good character in this. I like her a lot. Like, yeah, she... That's great! Yeah, which, in, again, a lesser movie would have made the girlfriend character the background, but she really... Uh, or even the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even like a nuisance to our protect, or yeah, our I guess quote unquote protagonist. Like she's um, not shamed at all by the movie for not wanting to have sex immediately. Yeah, exactly. So okay, I'm sorry. I just read a post that said Paw Patrol movie is just super buddies, and it it took me out for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that post was made by Honey Wilson, by the way. Just in case she watches this, which I doubt it, but still. Um, but yeah, that line's pretty good, and uh, I really like that she is a character, and um, they like they they almost get her to a fleshed out character where she has motivations and her own wants because yeah, in the in the first real conversation her and Mark have, or not maybe not not the first one, but uh, later on she's like, yeah, I want to have sex too, but like I don't want to do it right now, and you know, um. Yeah, it takes halfway through the movie for her to like like it takes halfway through the movie before it like it actually starts getting into like her as a person instead yeah. of just like a plot device of for Mark to be like, Oh, I wanna have sex. Yeah. 
But I appreciate them for actually like not putting her in the background and making her one of those kinds of characters. Um, so we get our Scooby Doo esque scene where um, everyone's running through like the cat. It's very it's li- it's literally like a uh, it's a, literally like a Scooby Doo movie because the vill- the main villain is also running with them with all the other vampires trying to chase them, um, and. Uh, Fucking what's their names? Uh, Russ and Jamie find these two uh, vampires and like start flirting with them, and they take their clothes off, and we assume that they go off to have sex. Um, I did not like this one. Yeah, it just it didn't. I don't know. It was just because earlier they have the scene where they go to a laundromat, which this scene shouldn't have been in the movie. Let's get that clear. Um, they like Jim Carrey drops them off because he's going to see uh, Robin at the the mall that she works, um, and these two these two friends go to a laundromat and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna hit on these two only these only other women in this laundromat, and we're gonna get some get some puss." And so um, Russ has this line that he uses on every woman that he interacts with. Um, so he gives her this line and she goes yeah we can go back to your place i can tie you up and you know we can i have a whip you know whatever i have a whip i can whip you and he goes uh not my house Uh, i live with my brother um and so he just kind of walks off and then he passes by jamie like in the laundry machine or in the dryer it's like tumbling it's a pretty good bit nice um because like the woman that he was he was talking to (laughs) i guess stopped him in the dryer um it's pretty good um but yeah, they, I guess they finally get their get what they want, and they're they're just out of the movie for the rest for the next ten minutes. Um, which I guess they kind of I don't know. I guess needed a way to resolve that plot line, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't think anyone had any stake in Jamie and Russ getting sex. I don't yeah, think anyone cared. Yeah, I don't think anyone was like, man, I really hope their art comes to a close. Um. But uh, the Countess and Sebastian uh, finally catch up to uh, Robin and Mark, who are having sex in one of the coffins. And they, like, open the door, and Robin's like, you're too late. <laughs> and then the Countess is like, you've, been do- you've only been in there for less than a minute. You couldn't have. And then Jim Carrey, like, gets up with the, like, come drunk smile on his face. And then, and then she goes, well, I guess he could have. Um, yeah, he comes up with two cigarettes and he hands one to Robin, and they both smoke. Yeah, the the two cigarettes thing comes from one of the fan from the fantasy sequence from earlier, where um he he like pulls two cigarettes out and has two, and she and gives the Countess the other one. So I guess it's a callback. I mean, I think it's also meant to be like a joke of like, oh, after you have sex, you have to have a smoke afterwards because oh, yeah. you're an adult a- now. And Everybody just... smokes. Um. But yeah, she goes, well, I guess he could have. And so she like, because the, the clock strikes midnight and she hasn't had her third um, bl- 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 like blood transfusion from Mark, she reverts back to an older woman and then Sebastian walks away with her and he's like, it's okay, we'll find more virgins. Um, She's constantly like, but there's, there's going to be none. There's going to be no more 18-year-old virgins. There's no more. It's like, it's... Yeah, the, the way this movie like, is, this movie definitely goes into like, um, man, young people are constantly having sex, aren't yeah. they? 
It just needs to wait until the internet rolls around, and by God, you'll find a lot of inter- of Intel versions. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the movie just kind of ends there. They Mark and Robin go back to having sex, um, and then the credits roll. Hmm. So I guess she found she. F- <laughs> Robin was like, "All right, I guess I'm ready." Yeah, there's a line where it's like, um, we're like, um, the Countess is like, oh, you went, you went too fast to enjoy it. And they're like, you know, maybe she's right. Let's enjoy it this time. And it's, it's a weird. Yeah. They, I guess like they found their moment where it's like, oh, the special moment for when they want to be together. But still, it's well, and also like, I guess it was the only way to get him out of it because and now he's no longer a virgin. So she has no need for him. But like, if the clock was going to strike midnight that soon they could have just hid but uh, yeah they didn't even need to do that <laughs> yeah, they, kept, they really just needed to find a hiding place until like two more minutes um but you know they have sex and so that's resolved but uh yeah that's that's the ending of once bitten from 1985 that is quite interesting yeah. i uh <laughs> i gotta say gabe i think this might be your calling to uh to make a movie Thank you. Dude, I think he might I, need. To, I think he might need to make a remake. A remake of this film. Dude, there were so many times where I was like, "Oh, that could have been way cooler." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would love to remake this movie. It'd be kind of interesting. I think this is your shot. <laughs> this is my claim to fame. Is <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what's what's the <laughs> hey that one director? Um, what are they known for? Oh, the Once Bitten remake. You need to get Jim Carrey. Of course. Yeah. Oh, Jim Carrey to play, like, a count? Do kind of like a... Or like, oh, did you get Jim Carrey to play Sebastian? That'd be kind of fun. That would um, be or, dope. Or, or play, like, Mark's dad or something. Mm. That'd be kind of mm. cool. I think, oh, I think Jim Carrey retired, though. Did he? Oh. I, think, I think Sonic 2 was his last movie. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it was either he's retiring after that or after they make the third one or something. But he's yeah, he said he was retiring soon. Hmm. But yeah, um, Katie, what, what are your final thoughts? Um, this sounds like this actually sounds like a movie I need to watch. I am I'm really glad this is a movie that I got to have like explained to me hmm. because this this was a great discussion about a movie with a. With while it was funny and had some had its moments, seemed like it had a decent message, and then was also very thoughtful in its characters. Um, and I, I think I might need to watch this. Yeah, Jake. Uh, final review. Yeah. Um. This movie's like I actually liked watching this movie. It's not like it's not bad by any means. I mean, it's bad. In a lot of ways, but also it's like it's not bad. Where it's just you can find enjoyment of it if you acknowledge that oh, it's of its time. And there's like a lot of things to appreciate about how they just wrote the characters. Like there's a lot of little moments of just showing like the Countess and Sebastian reminiscing of old times and like the time they've had together. And it's just like there's actually like a, a few like sweet moments in it where it's like oh, these are characters. They they're not just one note like the friends are one note but like right yeah but i feel like they kind of have to be to serve the purpose of the story because everyone else is more fleshed out they kind of need because mark isn't he's a dumb boy but like he cares 
So you kind of need the generic dumb boys to, to sell. Yeah, them. they're meant to contrast Mark in that way, where it's like Mark is shown to be a still very dumb and naive, but mm-hmm. still like has a heart and actually cares about Robin, where the other two boys are just like, man, I can't wait to have sex. And like that's the only thing they care about. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, this movie wasn't terrible. It, re- it really had a... Uh, I had a, a pretty decent time watching it. There was some laughs. Um, but uh, the biggest thing holding this movie back would just be the product of its time. And it's one of rare instances where you can say, oh, it's of its time um, and still be okay because you can understand the flaws, but it's also, there's, it's not completely. Um, it has redeeming qualities. It, yeah, you can't completely write it off as, oh, it's just a product of its time and it's mm-hmm. just bad. Yeah, um, and like even some aspects of it being a product of its time, like, um, like Sebastian is just openly noted to be gay and he's, he's a likable like character. Yeah, he's a he's a gay black man, which is which is a rare sight to see in an, an early eighties movie. Sure. Yeah, which he's, granted, like, he's they point that out, but you know, it's, it's still Yeah. There is one part where Mark is like is leaving and he says, Oh, see a blood to Sebastian and it's yeah. very awkward. It's and it's so, like that's the thing. It's so it because this movie feel feels progressive, those lines like that feel so out of place like it feels like it's more like it, it honestly feels like it's meant to make mark look more naive and idiot like yeah because uh because all sebastian does is hand him the buttons that the countess bit off of his shirt um <laughs> and then he gives him two crunch bars and leaves in his ice cream truck um, I, I appreciate that sebastian is never creepy towards mark he's never no, he's never creepy he's ne- he's he serves to um help the countess stay young and he and while he yeah he's like the butler he doesn't seem like she they have a very loving relationship and it's not like she's giving him orders it's just they it's kind of like they're friends yeah they're friends they live together but she obviously has like more social status in the like i don't know vampire community um but yeah, um, I think that concludes our discussion of Once Bitten. Um, pretty, so- pretty solid, I would say. Um, feelings all around. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, go check out our Facebook and our Instagram. Um, follow us there and our personal Instagrams. Um, send us an email at bottomofthebarrelpod at gmail.com. There's two L's on the Instagram and email. Um yeah, we'll see you we'll see you guys uh next week with a with a bit of a special episode that Jake's gonna take the reins on about the movie Pig. Yeah, um I'm gonna take the concept and run with it. It's I'm not professional at all, so don't expect a normal <laughs> structure. Uh-huh. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, that concludes today's episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for not watching because we're just audio only for our audio watchers. Um, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.